Make It So is brought to you by GoDaddy, the internet's leading provider of domain names and online services. Use the offer code MAKE129 to get your .com domain name for just £1.29, or use the offer code MAKE30 to get 30% off your order of new products like Microsoft Office 365, or one of the hundreds of new domains like .photography, .club, or .dog. Terms and conditions apply. Please see website for details. If you like a lot of Star Trek in your podcast, you've come to the right place. This is Make It So, and we're re-releasing classic episodes over the summer, and probably into next year, I don't know. This is not a bad idea to do a podcast without actually doing any more work. This is episode 11 that I'm bringing you now, uh, which was our show on pilot episodes. We're going to pick the best one. I think I remember which one it is. No, it can't be. But, oh, the best thing you can do is listen to it. Do you know what else? There are like a hundred and something episodes of Make It So. They're all available for you right now. You don't have to wait for them to come out. We did this years ago. They're all available right now. They're 99 pence each. You just go over to simplysyndicated.com slash show slash make it so and you'll get them all. They're brilliant. Well, some of them are brilliant. We kind of went off in the middle a bit and the less said about the better, the the end the better. You know, Ah, stealing jokes. Rubbish idea. Anyway, I'm going to go before I just ramble into this. Yeah, Star Trek. Woo. Now establishing data link. Accessing. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Make It So. I'm Richard Smith. And I'm Mike Dawson. This week we're discussing pilot episodes as requested on the forum. Ah. By somebody we forgot to look up who. Damn. Yes. If you did that, you know you did that and good on you. Yeah. So, pilot episodes, I assume that means which was the best pilot episode. Yeah. That's just part of it, really. Generally discuss what they do. So, okay, working in order then, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Uh, Original series Mm -hmm. had two pilot episodes, sort of. The first one didn't really work out so well Mm. with Captain Christopher Pike Mm -hmm. and a very severe Mr. Spock. Mm -hmm. And the second one was when they replaced Captain Pike with Captain Kirk. Mm-hmm. And chilled out, Mister Spock, a bit. Right. I'm and less familiar. It's uh, where no man has gone before, isn't it? The, it is. Yeah. The second pilot. Uh, I'm less familiar with that one. But again, something that struck me on bet- between both of these pilots is that in the first pilot, the ship and the uniforms look so much better. Yes, they in do. the cage, they looked amazing. Well, they didn't look amazing, but they looked so much better than the actual series uniform. They're sort of like the grey jumpsuits. Yeah. And it kind of had a more of a militaristic feel, which we'd get later on in Star Trek before. But in between, we'd have to get the uh, the colourful doodars. I think the bridge itself was a little bit more psychedelic. It had these weird sort of uh, extendable viewing screen things. Did it? Yeah. I can't remember that. Difficult to describe, actually. Mm. No, I tried to do it. They were weird. It, it was a lot more psychedelic, anyway. Was it? I oh, think, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they actually toned it down a lot more, which seems silly now because it's still very 60s. Very 60s, yeah. Very 60s. But the the plot line of the cage was quite <clears throat> good. I, I can't remember what it is because when I think of the cage, I think of the original series episode where they rehashed that into it. Oh, no, I'm completely remembering it now. They... I say they trap Captain Pike under the planet. Yeah. And try to get him to mate with one of the females from the ship. 
Yeah, or something like that. It's more of an experiment in mankind or whatever, or experiment to see what makes us tick. That's it. That old chestnut. Um, I remember, yeah, because on the scene where they present him with the three women, the alien says in so many words, and we've scanned their minds and we've discovered that the ginger one's actually a bit mucky. Mm. So you might like her, actually. Yeah. I don't know what they found in there. Maybe she likes 69s. Maybe. Maybe she likes it up the arse. You'd have gone with that one anyway. Probably, The other yeah. two were a bit rough. Were and I love the fact that at the very end of the episode, she hands him the captain's log booklet or whatever it is. And there's just this look between them where he's thinking, I want to say, are oh, you really dirty? But I, I shouldn't really. Mm. <clears throat> uh, that's actually, yeah, that's about all I can remember of the cage. And um, Spock laughing an awful lot and smiling. And being, I just remember him shouting a great deal. Yeah, and they kind of they hadn't put in the non-emotional thing, had they yet? They hadn't really no. developed it that far, which was quite interesting because it's actually the only time in the whole of Star Trek where Spock isn't under the influence of some kind of hallucinogenic that he smiles. Yes, um, and also I also very distinctly remember Nigel Barrett being the oh she was on the bridge wasn't she was she? the first officer that's it exactly um, which was very progressive and NBC didn't like that uh, it was very progressive as it was without adding mm, other things I think NBC Paramount what am I talking about yeah that's it yeah um, yeah they didn't like that did they and they no. sort of ordered it to be changed and then. Where no one has gone before. Now, I can't remember much of this either. What I can remember is there being a, quite a big fight at the end, a crew member being possessed somehow mm. and being kicked into a crack in the earth and burning up. I I don't remember anything about it. I no. only know it's the one with the guys with the big heads. No, that's the cage. Oh, it's the cage. No, it's the other one. Other guys with big heads. Other guys with big heads. Big head is very much the theme. At this point, mm. I think. To show how smart they are? Yes, that sort of right. thing, perhaps. So, moving on, was it 20 years, 30 years? Mm. Something like that. A yeah. long time. We got another pilot, next-gen pilot, Encounter at Farpoint, uh-huh. which I actually picked as my favourite... First season yeah, first, episode. Of... first season episode. Mm. I think, yeah, arguably better than the two that had preceded it, mm-hmm. maybe. Quite uh, an interesting episode. Groplazon. Groplazon, this weird, freaky old guy who stays essentially on one set for the entire film. Yeah. Film? Episode? It was made TV into movie. a film. TV yeah. movie, there you go. Mm-hmm. It was the episode that got me into Star Trek, to be perfectly honest. Right. Got some nice special effects and that sort of thing. I believe they wanted to make it an hour Yeah. in the first place. You had the Q grid as well, didn't you? That crazy... Yeah, this in was space. the first time we met Q. That was quite good. And then the trials of humanity and everything, mm-hmm. and then going between. I didn't understand. I must have been too young. I didn't get the throwaway line at some point saying it was a 21st century trial, wasn't it, or something like yes, that. Yes, it was. And, yeah, I didn't get that the first time I was around. I just thought, what the fuck is this, some weird alien trial thing. And, no, it wasn't. It was a human trial, so I kind of missed the point the first time around. Um trying to think what else was good in that there's a oh yeah it starts changing things doesn't it the alien there's the alien, a lot going on in it's very complicated point. yeah i think he had gene roddenberry added a great another storyline when he was told to make it into 
a double episode. Right. Uh, all the stuff with the station being a creature and needing to fly away. Right. It was essentially supposed to be a Q episode. Right, okay. And it was only mainly a Q episode. Right. So that was what would happen. It's an interesting starting point to introduce your first alien in your first bit of Star Trek anyone's seen for, well, series-wise for a long time. And you go straight in with the omnipotent being. It was a big one, but mm. I, you do, you want to go in big straight away, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, you know, knock a few hats off, so to speak. Yeah. I think. And we, what by doing it with Q, they didn't sort of go over the top. There was bigger to come. And Q, while being an essential part of all the next-gen series, wasn't that regular. It was only once a season. Yeah, or twice, a so, couple of times. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he came back again in the first season, didn't he? And came back in the first season, he did two episodes in season six mm. and didn't do any in season five. I've yet to get to season six. Ah, yeah, he did two. There's the one where there's another young girl who's got Q-like powers. That's the one. And then there's the other one where it goes back to Picard's day when he gets stabbed in the bar with. Now, that's one of my favourite episodes. I've actually not seen it since it was original. I don't think I've seen that one for years. It's not no. one that crops up on Sky One very often. So As we said the other day, do. the season they sort of stop at season five, don't they? They didn't yeah. really show many from season six or season seven on broadcasting, and they show even less of DS9. The one I see the most of Next Gen is the one where uh, Worf's half-brother is trying to move the people to another planet. And they do it on the holodeck. That's season seven. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. And one. it's quite a dull That's one. That's Paul Savino as well, isn't it? That's yeah. That's dude out of Goodfellas. Yeah. Everything. That was quite a big guest star, actually. Yeah. A lot of season seven of Next Gen is pretty dull. It is. They were certainly running out of ideas by yeah. then. Yeah. Devolving the crew. I enjoyed that one. That, that was, was the one where Worf turned into the big, big beast thing. Hideous beast and Deanna Troy turned into a fish. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That was all right. Yeah, I suppose that was all right. And then, but then there was loads of other little boring kind of. I can remember there being a couple of Doctor Crusher ones. There was yeah. a, there was a one about um, Deanna Troy going back and uh, finding out she had a half. She had a sister who that died. That was quite a dark episode because there was a lot of uh, regression and mental yeah. dark stuff in that one. Uh, I think one of the, the crap ones in season seven was was it the one with the train. Where they go oh, into New Vertiform City. That's right, and it's the it's uh, Orient Express. The Enterprise coming alive. Is yeah. it really? No, it's not. No, it's not. Fucking space. Mm. Oh well. That one. Oh, and liaisons. Liaisons was quite. Um, was was a weird one because it's where three alien delegate delegates 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 come aboard the Enterprise and take um, Picard to see their home world and two of them stay on board. One of them's assigned to Worf, one of them's assigned to Troy. Oh, yes, um, and the shuttle crashes. Yeah, and... and the story with Picard was rubbish, was really boring because he finds another <clears> woman and it's not actually a woman, it's the guy, and he's sort of trying to yeah. work out that part of his emotional spectrum. He's very calm and collected when he finds out it is that ambassador yeah. guy. Yeah, that he's been necking last yeah i'd have been quite upset actually. yeah i'd have been rather pissed you know i'll go out on the pool uh find some gorgeous girl uh take her <clears> back <throat> to my place shagger and then it turns out it's you i mean i'd be a bit knocked off yeah really 
Um, I would too. I'd be a little upset about that, yeah. um, to be fair. Uh, I'd be walking funny for days as well. But what I was going to say about that episode was really good, was the um, shit, but the wharf story was really fucking funny. Just how angry oh, he makes Oh, the guy war. trying to wind him up all yeah, the time. Yeah, continually trying to wind him up and then... And the guy who eats chocolate yeah. as well. Until Wolf beats the shit out of him and then he's really happy. And yes. That's Angry. So anyway, we digress. Yeah, quite a lot. Quite we're a getting through bit. these pilot episodes quite quickly. We are. Um, well, we've got the source of separation and everything like that. We've got the introduction of all the major characters, the battle bridge. Um, also, watching a first season episode around your house the other night, I, I completely forgot the slumpy chairs. Slumpy chairs? The slumpy chairs, the pilot chairs. Are they more slumpy? Look, check them out. It's something you watch, like an early one compared to a later one. And they're properly, like, Data and Geordi are slumped down. And laying in, down. Laying down pretty much in the chairs. And mm. then in later seasons, they're sort of more, more uh, good for your back position, sort of sitting upright. That's weird. Plus, you'd be falling asleep all the time if yeah, your you job would. was laying down in a comfy Data, chair. Data, do you see that star? Do you see that? Data, sorry, Captain. Well. They don't see that star. There. They're watching The Simpsons. Yeah, they are. Don't tell me they're not. They are. They are. They damn well are. Mm-hmm. What the hell was the pilot for Deep Space Nine? All I remember about that was the initial Cisco escape hatch shot. Yeah, that was emiss- and, it's Emissary. Yeah, and the conversation with Picard. Well, Emissary was very interesting because, yeah, you instantly you were brought in to a sequence that takes place in season three of Next Gen, so something that happened three years earlier mm-hmm. um, with the Wolf Battle of Wolf Three Five Nine, which was an incredible opening sequence, um, and the first time you ever really got to see a bog ship properly kick ass, um, which was quite interesting to watch, and then. Yeah, and a good introduction to Cisco as well. And we find his, his wife has died um, in that attack. And then, like, three years later, he gets assigned to Deep Space Nine. Now, the problem with this was that there was an awful lot of politics to sort of set up. And there was an awful lot. Basically, again, I was too young to really get the nuances of it. But the fact that there was a provisional government, and probably not knowing what provisional meant at the time, didn't really get it. Um and, and Kira saying the provisional government will be gone in a week and so will you and the sort of the fact that Bajor if you didn't watch the Bajor episodes on Next Gen you weren't really going to understand what, what the gist of it was with Bajor okay. and then you had so you had that and then you had the introduction the standard introductions to all the main characters Quark, Odo, Bashir, the rest of them mm. um, Dax and everything and the relationship sort of time which had spent a lot of the time building up and then they discover the wormhole and then the Kardashians come, and then they've got to move the spaceship in some ridiculous bubble, which they never did again, the space station to the mouth. That of the- was kind of akin to the source of separation, moving yeah. the station. Uh, no, they never bloody did that again, did no, they? No, they never did that again. Too expensive and quite unnecessary. Mm. And then you got introduced to the wormhole aliens as well, yes. which was probably the sort of the more, <clears throat> I don't know, one of the more Star Trekky elements of... DS9 was the was the idea behind those aliens was quite clever. You know how they all each one of them had like a one really quite a clever alien that they sort of like the writers have blatantly been scratching their heads. How can we how do we do that? Because they didn't have linear time, which was quite interesting. Emissary taught me what linear time meant as well. That was quite a good episode. Yeah, I, I, talk I, about becoming more intelligent for watching Star Trek. Exactly. No, I know what linear time means now. 
Um, I also learned it then, by the way. Indeed. And the fact that the idea that these aliens aren't running on the same timeline as we are, they are not running in any timeline. No. They've seen everything, or they can see anything at any point, or something like that. It was a bit hard to get your head around, and I thought they did it in quite a... They did it in as good a way as they could, being that you never actually saw them in their natural form. You saw them as represented by other people who Cisco had met and were recently in his mind as mm. sort of projections rather than as... Which is could be seen as a bit of a cop-out, but then anything they would have come up with wouldn't have looked nearly as good anyway. So He became one in the end, didn't he? Yeah, he does it in the very end. I remember being very disappointed with the pilot of DS9. I wasn't at all. I was very excited just because of that big battle at the beginning. Mm. And there was a little battle at the end. I liked the fact that the station was completely busted up and it had no weapons whatsoever. I can't remember. What was the relationship between the Cardassians and the Federation? I got the feeling it was a sort of uneasy peace. Yeah. It was neither kind of, side really minded violating. Yeah, it was a bit more of a kind of, yeah, it was like a little bit less aggressive than the Romulans, but sort of that sort of thing, mm. you know, steer clear of us and everything. It's kind of like taking over occupied Bajor. I think the Kardashians were always meant to be the Nazis, really. Yeah. I mean, in the same way <clears throat> that the Klingons were the Japanese and uh, the Vulcans were the British and the Romulans were. Were they really? Hey. The Vulcans were the British. Well, that's what I think. I can live with that. Yeah? Yeah, that makes sense. Cold, methodical, everything that you think of British people in uh, the stereotypical sense. Emotionless. Um, emotionless. Um, one of the founders of the society. So if we're taking it as read that the Federation is America, mm. um, then it kind of makes sense America's close relationship with Britain, Britain, the United States' close relationship with Britain, and Vulcan's mm. relationship with the Federation. That's okay. a good theory, Mike. Yeah. Or is my... it actually the truth? No, that's my theory. I, don't I like know. it. It's good. I think the Japanese and Klingon thing fits in with the whole honor stuff and everything else and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who the Romulans would be in that in that instance. I don't know. Maybe the Romulans are the British as well. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, don't know. know. Maybe they're the French. It's too clever for me. It's all too clever. Um, but yeah, then, then they had that and then they had, um, yeah, it was mainly, I mean, that's the problem with pilots is it does spend on, they do have to spend an awful lot of time introducing. Just, yeah. Getting to know characters. Getting to know characters. I didn't like, uh, Commander Cisco. Didn't like the fact he was a commander and not a captain. Mm. You instantly felt, well, you must be a bit shit then. We just hadn't gone that far yet. That sort of thing. I just got the feeling it was interesting to see something other than the Enterprise. And that was, I mean, DS9 was our first mm. departure, you know, before obviously there was only two anyway. But, I mean, it was our first departure from yeah. the flagship, the creme de la creme, everyone gets on. And then you suddenly got this thing where they're trying to run a space station and be um, a force around Bajor and the, not all of the Bajorans want them there. They've just gotten rid of the Kardashians. They just assume that we're just, uh, we're, the Federation are just as bad and not going to necessarily take very well to us. So there was all that kind of level of politics. There was then, um, yeah, and then, yeah, not all the characters get on. So Kira didn't get on with Cisco at first. I mean, they got on no. like a house on fire later on. <clears> but, you know, at first it was like, next time you go over my head, I'll have your head on a platter and all that stuff. You wouldn't hear Picard talking to Riker like that in a million years. So it's kind of, 
It was interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, hmm, I can't remember. I went into it wanting to hate it. To be perfectly honest, really, yes, because I was sore about the end of next gen. <clears throat> it hadn't finished yet. It had another two seasons. What am I remembering then? <laughs> I think I'm making this up completely in my head as I go along. Yeah, it started in parallel with season six of Next Gen. Yeah, maybe it was Voyager. Yeah. I went into Voyager not liking, wanting not to like it. Yeah. Um, or not necessarily wanting not to like it. Actually, no, that's a complete lie. I went into Voyager wanting to like it and ended up hating it. Um, no, I, that was what I remember now of going into Voyager, not really liking it. Mm. And the pilot episode didn't really do a great deal for me. It was no. more Star Trek, which I was very happy about. You what do know? you mean? You know, it was just more Star Trek to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is always good. No, I remember buying um, the Voyager pilot. I had Caretaker yeah. on VHS, and then I sold it in a car boot sale some years later, one of the few videos I ever parted with. Um, but that was, yeah, I remember getting that, and I can't remember much about that either, apart from the fact you get them, they start at DS9, and then they get... <clears throat> slingshot however many thousands of light years a long away way. a long way away from home and they have to get home and, and some then, rather severe nasal and, woman shouts a lot and then there's the caretaker alien who's responsible for them traveling that far yeah he moves them there something to do with the ocompa um i don't know <laughs> i don't that, know it's i wiped it from my memory yeah that also spent a lot of time sort of introducing characters and sort of getting setting up the story as it were i suppose they all do as well because you know you had Riker joining the crew of the enterprise the crew of the enterprise was you know wasn't set in stone was it they sort of like had to bring in Riker and crusher and everything into the crew yeah. to work for him so they just started hadn't they there was like the mm -hmm. the start of their mission star trek didn't do that so much because it wasn't it was just straight in with the story wasn't it Generally, yeah. Uh, and DS9 was straight in with the story. Uh, well, yeah. no, DS9 was establishing the characters as well. And so was and setting them up together. So you're in at the start with them, whereas with the original series, you kind of get the feeling that there was a couple of years before. Mm. Mm. I see what you mean. Mm. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Caretaker didn't set things up well. It was nice. It was pleasant. It was a rather eh, kind yeah. of episode. Yeah. Uh, it, it certainly wasn't Encounter at Farpoint. Or it, it didn't make you want to watch any more of it. That's, no. Yeah. Are we unnecessarily harsh on Voyager? I don't know. I need to watch some more. I mean, I have been reliably informed that there are some good episodes in the last I have seen two some seasons. good episodes. I have seen some good episodes. I will admit. Definitely. I, I think in that show we recorded a while back, which you lost... Um, I remember how you lost I've it. I've never lost one of these. Yeah, you did. We did a thing about... There was, was one that didn't record properly. Ah, that was it, yeah. Um, I lost a movies you should see once. Ah. And we lost one due to some fool with a bowl of soup yeah. eating it while we tried to record. That was Tristan. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just said some fool. You had to go and say I had to name. go name him, sorry. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, we did. We talked about that in that episode that we, yeah, we basically, we did an episode which was talking about which was the best of the TV shows um, and debating that. And we did sort of give some Voyager some kudos there. And I always forget that that hasn't been heard by the general public. So maybe now's a good time. Equinox was a good one. 
Yes. Equinox was a shit hot two parter. Um, and then there was a couple of good ones where there was one where the sh- uh, a ship got sent to them from the Federation, but it wasn't actually. It was that was a good one as well. A, yeah, the, the the new holographic Doctor. Yeah, the upgraded Doctor, which was much better than the one we had, but was not as good as the one we had in the same sense. Um, there were a few Barclay episodes, weren't there? Which yeah, I've nice never seen any of in. those. I never. actually, I deliberately watched the last one. Yeah, because I heard the last one was coming on, and I was like, it was on Sky, and I think I had Sky at the time, so I was just like, all right, well, I'll watch the last one, see what that was like, and that was quite good, apart from the fact that you knew they'd gotten home already, because it was all done from the future backwards, wasn't it? Yes, it was done from like twenty years, and then suddenly Barkley was there, and I was like, what the fuck is Barkley doing in this? What Barkley had been in it quite a lot. And in how some did, of the better episodes. How did that work then? Well, Barclay was working at the station and was responsible for sending them the transmission of it every month. And he was working on the on a, sending a hologram. Ah, right. You see. Which actually made for quite a good episode with some Ferengi who were intercepting his hologram, reprogramming it and sending it onto Voyager. Right. To try and steal Seven of Nine's uh, Borg nanoprobes. Right. Nanites, sorry. Nanites. Nanites. Ah. Borg nanites. Worth a lot of latinum, uh, apparently. There was the Ferengi ship. Oh, that was a good little um, <clears throat> continuation. Of, if, I'm, if I'm right in Yes, I know the one this, you're thinking of. Where the, in season three of Next Gen and the Ferengi are in the wormhole, yeah. it shifts sides, doesn't it? It's not, yeah. um, it's not, where, it's not a stable wormhole. It closes. Yeah. And Data and Geordi go back through it because Geordi can see it collapsing. That's it. And the Ferengi don't go through and they get trapped. And they end up in Voyager at one <clears> point, <throat> don't they? I yeah. I think. I can't remember what happened with them. But that was a little... That was quite... You, you'd probably... The writers would probably look through it and think, oh, we could bring them into it. That would be, be cool. No, that was that was a nice idea. Yeah. That was much better than... Uh, what am I thinking of now? Forget it. It's gone. Right. Shall we move on? Let's move on to Enterprise. Enterprise, Broken Bow. Broken Bow. Bow? Bow. Oh, I always had a bow. No, it was a bow, I think. Oh, okay. Broken Bow. All right. That makes less sense to me. Was it Broken Bow? Yeah, it was Broken Bow. I'm sure it was Broken Bow. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't think it was bad, bar the theme tune. Bar the theme tune, it showed a lot of promise, I thought. I we may have said this and I'll say it again, but the theme tune was the worst thing about Enterprise. Yeah. There were a lot of things wrong with it, but the worst one was the theme tune. Uh-huh. So that came on and we sort of all looked at each other and thought, I hope this is just for the pilot. Uh-huh. And it wasn't. It wasn't. So it started badly. Uh-huh. Then it moved on and we got a nice little setup, all that sort of thing. First Warp 5 ship. Bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. he's not Sam Beckett anymore, get over it. Uh-huh. All that sort of thing. And we encounter the Klingons for the first time. Yeah. Now then, this is where for me it got a little rough. Mm. Quite early on. Actually. Very, yeah, it was first scene, wasn't it? First scene, really. Now, I'd always thought that there'd been a disastrous first contact with the Klingons that led to the Klingon War. Mm. <clears throat> Yet the first encounter with the Klingons, while shaky, is not in fact disastrous and does not lead to a war. No. So straight away, having expected that 
Enterprise would in fact be about the Klingon War. Mm. We're shown it's not, and it's about nothing much, really. Yeah. And from then on, we got set up for the detritus that followed. Mm. I don't have anything good to say about it in particular. The Broken Bow episode I did in particular, I thought, showed a lot of promise because there were little things like um, just... Yeah, promise that was never fulfilled because yeah. there was things like the sets were good. When they go down to the alien planet yeah, and they're they wandering around and there's things like, there's actually quite complicated aliens um, and things. The uniforms look good. The phases look good. The ship looked all right um, and and everything. And you were thinking, mm. you were looking at these characters and you think, you know, I could actually probably grow to like some of these characters. Yeah. You know, you were thinking, yeah, okay, I'm not too sure about this captain, but, you know, Trip's quite a good character. Um, I um, always liked Archer. Yeah. Uh, yes. Maybe I just made myself like him. No, I liked Trip. Trip was my favorite character in that. Um, Malcolm, you thought maybe he could be all right. Um, to Paul, you thought, oh, that'd be interesting. Maybe um, the doctor was the thing which was quite surprising because at first I thought the doctor was awful. Blocks, yeah. I thought he was terrible in the first episode, but then fast proved himself to be the best thing in that show. Certainly, by a long way, was he the best thing in that yeah, show? He was. He was very entertaining. Yeah. Great comic timing. Really a good character and a rounded character as well. And quite, you know, rather than having just the novelty thing, you actually got. To the feeling of how the relationships worked on that planet, didn't they? Yeah. He had like six wives, and each of his wives had six husbands on three, three or th- yeah, three wives and three husbands each yeah. and everything. So, which would be crazy. Can you imagine that? It, it would cost be, a lot at Christmas. It would cost a lot. At a Christmas. lot more birthdays to remember. Yeah, a lot more anniversaries to remember. Calls, yeah, all sorts of stuff. That sounds so, like a ball ache. Know. Mind you, if it's what they do, each to their own. Each to their own. And I have, I had enough trouble getting one. Yeah. I, I think I'd have jealousy it. issues as well, you know. I don't know. I'd, oh, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> I always thought the main problem with cheating is I always felt that, you know, that, that sex I could be having, but I'm not. But if I had three wives as well, mm. maybe I'd be set. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hey, for them, it's normal. Yeah. That's the thing with That's it. That's the thing with it, yeah. <clears throat> so there's not really much else to say about the pilot episodes. No, I mean... Other they than... are what they are. Yeah. And, you know, some of them are very good, some of them are very bad. Mm-hmm. We've been over that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about maybe the theme tunes for each of them, then. We t- we've okay. touched on theme tunes. <clears throat> uh, original series, obviously, classic, but not a piece of music I'd like to listen to. No. Not really. Well, none of them were something you'd put on to chill out to well, or anything like that. Have you ever heard the single version of the Deep Space Nine theme tune? There's a single version. Yeah. It's no, about... I, no, I have not. Six minutes long. Right. It features a proper 80s guitar riff in the middle of it um, and a kind of beat to the background. It's... Um, <laughs> Human it's, beatboxing. Yeah, it, it was... It, I have to play you. I've got it somewhere. I'll have to play you. Right. I have to hear that. Hilarious. And the thing about it is the really sad, pathetic thing is someone lent it to me when I was very, well, when it first came out 
and said, listen to this. This is great. And I listened to it and I really, really, it was really liked it yeah. at the time. And then I've been looking for it ever since then and then found it one time about two years ago, put it on, really excited, listened to it, thinking, oh, my God, this is shit. Why the <laughs> fuck did I like it? Might be on iTunes. I'll mm. have a look. Because I quite fancy that now, to be honest. Voyager had a kind of a majestic kind of feel to it, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't mind it. It was in no way interesting. And, you know, of all of the opening sequences, none of which were particularly interesting. I'd say Voyager had the best one. I always flipped it off. If I was watching it on telly, I'd change to another channel. Well, it had the the wicked shot that went up through the asteroid belt Mm. around the planet and things like that. Yeah, it it was done nicely. Visually, it was the best one out of the lot. Um... DS9 was probably the worst simply because it was fucking boring. Just panning shots. Just panning movie. shots of a really, really ugly space station. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, and then they revamped it in season four, didn't they? And they had like the Defiant flying around and people loading up Little weapons. men in spacesuits, yeah. yes. That was, was quite good. That was better. Um, I think they revamped the theme tune a little bit. I think they added a little yeah. bit. Yeah. A little bit of a beat and a, yeah. a throbbing, pulsing sort of bass line to it. That's right. It was very good. I do enjoy the later version of it much yeah, more, to be honest. Yeah, much more. Um, next gen. Now, that was actually taken from Star Trek V, which I'm told for people who knew that at the time, it did not promise much. Right. Because they'd seen Star Trek V. Ah. Which, you know, you don't want that associated with a new thing that's actually good. But it pulled it off. And for me, it's the next generation theme tune. Mm. Actually, a lot of Star Trek V featured a lot of the set of the Enterprise D. All the corridors were Enterprise D sets and stuff like that. That's right. I remember them using the engine room in Star Trek VI. They used the next gen engine room, didn't they? Um, Which always struck me as a bit bizarre. I quite like the engine room of the original uh, film and in Star Trek II. Yeah, it's good in Star Trek 2, isn't it? Mm. They all had those weird spacesuit things on, though, and we have no idea why. Weren't they radiation? Sh- no, they weren't I don't know. They never seem to save any of them from anything. No. It's always, I don't know, throughout Star Trek 2, there seem to be a lot of children in engineering in particular. Yeah. And they all seem to die. Well, it's a training mission, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, those suits, whatever they are, do Didn't- nothing. Did nothing. The sword, it does nothing. Yeah. Oh, it had an oxygen thing, didn't it? It had a little... It did, but they never got to use it. Yeah, Scotty did briefly. Did he? Yeah. Oh, good on him. That's Scotty, though. That's Quick Scotty on the mark. Quick Mind you, it. he was a bit old and wheezy by then, so maybe he just needed the oxygen anyway. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Are we done with pilots, then? Are we, uh... What was the next theme tune? We were only on next gen. Oh, no, we've done them all. We've done them all now, yeah. I think it's pretty clear what our feelings are about the Enterprise VG. And and a poor opening sequence as well, because it was just a rehash of different bits of things. Yeah. Yeah, First Contact in particular. No. And stuff like that. The special effects were all CGI at that point, weren't they? There was never an NX1 model. No, it was all CGI. But it wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. I don't know. I, I remember I watched most of them from BitTorrent at the time. So right. uh, it was always kind of fuzzy. Right. Due to the compression at the time. Don't have them anymore there. No. Can't, couldn't prove I ever did that. Mm. I, you know. Anyway. 
Uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, they revamped the next gen theme tune. Uh, uh, not theme tune. The uh, title sequence, didn't they, in season three? Oh, they put sparklies behind the the title. Oh no, that was season five, wasn't it? it was yeah, season five. Briefly, it had sparklies. Yeah, and then it went back to normal for season Did it really? six and seven. Yeah. Oh right. I didn't or it know. might have been just for season seven, but oh, no, it went back to normal after that because it looked shit. Uh, but no, I mean the opening uh, montage of images because it starts off with the solar system, doesn't it? Our solar system. Yeah. Um, and then in season three onwards, it's like a, a red star cluster and a shooting star, and then it. Does it really? I will go back and check that out. Yeah. I never noticed. Do you not? No. Yeah, season season one and two, it's got the solar system uh, sequence. I had a feeling something was not right, you know. <laughs> I really did, mm. but I never could quite put my finger on it. That's yeah. amazing. Well yeah. done there. No, well done indeed. Oh, well, good observation skills on my part there. That's excellent. All right. I well, think, yeah, we're done. I think we're done, yeah. We're, we're, we're done this week. Um, so uh, if you want to uh, listen to anything else that we have to say on other matters, uh, please go to our website, simplysyndicated.com, and uh, you can find all of our programming on there, including movies you should, movies see, you should see, weekend watches. Weekend watches. Or do you think that's just bollocks? Or do you think that's just bollocks? Um, People just think we're taking the piss when we say that name. No, that's the name of a show. That is the name of the show. You can actually get all the shows if you go and subscribe to www.simplysyndicated.com slash simplyhere.xml. That's our RSS feed of all the audio shows that we do, mm-hmm. most of which feature you and me. Yes. And stuff like that. You can also go and vote for this show on Podcast Alley. In the TV and film section, Make It So uh, is there. We appreciate a vote and move us up the table a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're kind of dominating the top 30 at the moment ah. with the Simply Syndicated podcast. It's quite cool. Yeah, it's quite cool. Movies you should see up there at number four. Loving it. Excellent. Loving it. Also, what else? I had something. You did. It's gone now. No. No. Oh, thank you to the person who donated a big chunk of cash. Oh, yes. Thank you very that much. Was very nice of you and we yes. appreciate it very much. If anyone else wants to do that, there is uh, a PayPal button or two on our website, which is simplysyndicated.com slash make it so, uh, where you can also find a link to the forum as well. And we'll get on there more. Yeah. I think. Definitely. Why have we not been on there more? Because we're on the movies you should see for them as well. Yeah. And it's a lot of forming. It is. And it's a lot of Star Trek as well. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll get on there. But we'll get on there. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, Merry Christmas as well. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Sunday and all that. We'll be back on, well, no, the next episode will be Boxing Day. After Christmas. After. Shall we miss next week? Yeah, and go straight to We'll miss next week. See you in a fortnight. See you next year, then. Next year. Happy New Year Happy as New well. Year as well. Oh, go and listen to the Christmas special movies you should see then. Yes. That's something to pad you out. That is something okay. to pad you out. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs>